Adventist Os Daylight Magazine, coming to you from Adventist World Radio Ghana, the voice of hope. Today's Daylight Magazine has segment designed with you in mind. Stay tuned and be blessed. Can he, Can he save me? Could he? Could he love me? Would he? Would he take me? Did he? Did he really? Can he? Could he? Would he? Yes, he can. He could he? Wouldn't he? Did Oh, can he? Can he save me? Could he? Could he love me? Would he? Would he take me? Did he? Did he really? Can he? Could he? Would he? Yes, he can. He could he? Wouldn't he? Did From the moment I heard about the Lord and His Word, well, it seemed to me too good to be true. There were questions and doubts, I tried to figure it out, but the best that I could do was to wander around in the Lord that I found to. My questions started answering themselves, singing, can he, could he, would he, yes he can, he could he, wouldn't he did. Well, can he, can he save me, could he, could he love me, would he, would he take me, did he, did he really, can he, could he, would he, yes he can, he could he, wouldn't he did. You can say you don't know what's necessarily so like somebody said it once in a song. You can think what you choose, but let me tell you the news. The Lord has loved you all along. So if you're asking again, will the doubts never end? Simply trust him and you'll see for yourself. Singing, can he, could he, would he, yes he can, he could he, wouldn't he did? Can he, can he save me, could he, could he love me, would he, would he take me, did he, did he really, can he, could he, would he, yes he can, he could he, wouldn't he did? Oh, can, can he, he save me, could he, could he love me, would he, would he take me, did he, can he, could he, would he, yes he can, he could he, wouldn't he did? Can he, can he save me? Could he, could he love me? Would he, would he take me? Did he, did he really? Can he, could he, would he? Yes, he can he, could he, wouldn't he? Did oh, can he, could he, would he? Yes, he can he, could he, wouldn't he? Did oh, can he, could he, would he? Yes, he can he, could he, would? Can he, could he, would he? Yes, he can he, could he, would? Can he, could he, would he? Yes, he can he, could he, would? Road. Never stoop to the level of nasty people. Their biggest motivation is that they actually feel inferior to you, so they will slash you down to their level. This was said by a psychologist called Jay Carter. Always take the high road. Be gracious and compassionate to difficult and mean people, for often they have been hurt, they are unloved, or haven't experienced God's forgiveness. A dear old lady was asked what she used to look so beautiful and attractive. She answered, I use for my lips truth, for my voice kindness, for my eyes compassion, for my hands charity, for my figure uprightness, for my heart love. 
For any who do not like me, prayer. Try this, dear friend. Try this makeup and see what it will do for you. That is taking the high road. For further study on taking the high road, check Colossians chapter 3, verse 12 through to 17. Colossians chapter 3, verses 12 through to 17. And Matthew chapter 5, written by Samuel Cranston Pippin. I am Bell Dolabio. Daily devotional series. I am Sandra Ahia, and with me here is our own Pastor Ebenezer Ankuma. Please are welcome. Thank you. We are on lesson number five, and as we all know, we are taking a good look at our first quarter, which is captioned "Rebellion and Redemption." Rebellion and Redemption, and for today's lesson, which is lesson number five, our lesson is captioned "The Controversy Continues." The controversy continues. And for the whole week's study, we'll be taking a good look at this memory verses. That is First Samuel chapter 17, verse 43 through 51. First Samuel chapter 17, verse 43 through 51. Second Samuel chapter 11, verse 1 through 17. Second Samuel chapter 11, verse 1 through 17. 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 21 through 39. 1 Kings chapter 18 verse 21 through 39. 2 Kings chapter 19 verse 21 through 34. 2 Kings chapter 19 verse 21 through 34. Esther chapter 3 verse 8 through 11. Esther chapter 3 verse 8 through 11. And Nehemiah chapter 1. And for our main text it is from Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 18. And I told them of the hand of my God, which had been good upon me, and also of the king's words that he had spoken to me. So they said, Let us rise up and build. Then they set their hands to do to this good work. Nehemiah chapter 2 verse 18 And I told them of the hand of my God, which had been good upon me, and also of the king's words that he had spoken to me. So they said, let us rise up and build. Then they set their hands to do, to this good work. Amen. Amen. The good controversy continues. Let's stay tuned as our pastor takes us through the lesson. Good morning once again, beloved listeners. This week, as our sister introduced, we are going to continue with our study on the book Rebellion 
and redemption. And we are looking at the great controversy continues. Now, when we compare the lives of David, Elijah, Hezekiah, Esther, and Nehemiah, similar themes surface. God is able to use insignificant people to turn back the tide of evil. Now, um, throughout this week, we are going to look at the figures I mentioned, David, Elijah, Hezekiah, Esther, and Nehemiah. When we talk about David, the popular story that comes to mind was when he used a stone to defeat the giant Goliath who insulted God in the midst of the Israelites when the whole nation was quiet. The soldiers were afraid, but God used that little boy David to defeat this giant man and all the Philistines fled from him. We can also learn a lesson from Elijah, the prophet who came to um to the prophet who came to Ahab to rebuke him and also give a prophecy that God had given him that it wouldn't rain for a period of three years in the land because of their apostasy. Hezekiah also came into the scene and we, we see how um, when the people of Israel were taken into captivity and were lost of strength, not knowing what to do, Hezekiah approaches God in prayer and the Lord granted him strength. Esther also has a lesson for us. Now, when we talk of Esther, the popular story of um, um, Haman and Mordecai comes to mind. But God used Esther also for a tremendous purpose. We can also learn something from Nehemiah. When the people of Israel were in captivity and the Lord impressed it upon his heart to come and then to rebuild the city. All these people, as I talk about, were um, as to as using our own words to describe them as insignificant people. But when they gave their lives to God, God was able to use them to do great things for his people. And so throughout this week, we are going to reflect on some of these passages. Um, through some of these accounts, we can see that despite tremendous obstacles, we don't need to buckle under overwhelming evil. Instead, we can stand firm but only in the power of God, who is faithful to his covenant promises, promises fulfilled for us in Jesus. When God's people endure in his might, they will see that the forces of evil are not powerful enough to ultimately prevail. And the lives of David, Elijah, Esther, and Nehemiah will prove to us this point. The focus and the challenge is for us to rejoice in the deliverance of God. This does not always make sense in the context of the overwhelming challenges that we sometimes find ourselves in, challenges that are so much bigger than ourselves. Rejoicing in God's deliverance before deliverance comes is an act of faith and worship, rather than the logical consequences of what is happening around us. On the other hand, because of what Christ has done for us, trusting in God's faithfulness is really the only logical thing we can do. So the great controversy continues. And looking at these people, David, Elijah, Hezekiah, Esther, and Nehemiah, we would learn great lessons. But the point is that we should not be overcome by any form of evil that the devil brings upon us. We should stand firm, but we can only stand firm in 
the power of God. So may the good Lord help us as we prepare ourselves to go through this study in the mighty name of Jesus. The controversy continues is what we're looking at. And I believe we have really learned a lot from it. May the good Lord continue to have mercy or shower his blessings upon us so that whenever we take our time to go through his lessons, we will indeed know that he has really done a lot for us and he is still doing it. What we ought to do is just to avail ourselves to him so that he might be able to bless us as well. I believe our pastor has one or two things to tell us and then pray with us that whatever we have learned here today, may the good Lord continue to shower his blessings upon us, that no matter whom we think we are, either small or big, tall or slim, short or vice versa, I believe that Jesus Christ can really use us to do great wonders in his work. May the good Lord bless us all. Amen. Amen. As we um, have a look at the great controversy continues, we should bear in mind that at one time or another, we all meet opposition whilst in God's service. Because the devil is alive, we will keep meeting opposition, facing difficulties and trial. But it is the privilege of God's children to overcome the enemy in the strength of the Lord. So may the good Lord help us and strengthen us even as we go through this lesson. And the Lord grant us strength so that we will be able to defeat the devil and make it into our heavenly home. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Amen. Any inquiries or contribution, you can contact us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight or zero two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box AF five nine five Adenta Greater Accra Region Ghana. We will expect your feedback.
in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ and you are welcome to a moment of truth. Today also this is your humble servant Osebonsu Jasper bringing to your way a very interesting topic. Where is the promised peace? Where is the promised peace? Let's pray. Father today is also another great opportunity that you have given us to also live and do your work. We pray that whatever we need to do, reveal to us through this message. And by the end of it all, your name will be praised. Amen. If there is one person I can trust in the world, it's the Lord Jesus Christ. He is faithful. You can trust him and he will never disappoint you. And he said in John chapter 14, verse 27, Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. The question is, where is the peace? I have been a Christian for many years. The programs church members are having, incompatibility in marriages, death, sickness, financial issues, academic challenges, relationship problems, etc. Where from all these things? What is the meaning of peace? Peace can be defined as a freedom from hostility. It is defined as a freedom from hostility of man from demons. Peace is the state of salinity and tranquility. Peace is the state of inner joy and calmness. Even in the face of trials, when you have peace of God, things can go wrong, but you are still at peace. One thing that made the people of Jesus' time so worried about Jesus was that nothing upset him. You may insult him. You may criticize him. He kept his cool. He was at peace. Peace is an inner satisfaction and happiness. It is not the absence of problem, but absence of continuous misery, depression, and sorrow. When you enter the church, you can see or you can tell from the faces of members that many have no peace. They have no peace in their lives. They have no peace in their homes. They have no peace in their marriages. The question I am posting is, where is the promised peace? If Jesus is faithful, and if he promised that he is going to give us peace, where is the peace? 
Is he lying? No, Jesus can never lie. In John chapter 16 verse 33, in mean you will have peace. He also said in John chapter 15 verse 19, If ye were of the world, the world would love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hates you. Are you at peace? Where is the peace Jesus promised? We are surrounded by poverty. Where is peace? We are experiencing disappointment. Sometimes in the church, where is the peace? We are full of fear and worry in our own homes. There is no peace. There is no understanding. Our children are stubborn. They are leaving the church. Wherever Jesus is, there is peace. Unfortunately, sometimes right in the church of God, because people have no peace. Trusted Christian friends gossip and disgrace us. Because there is no peace, and those who have no peace make other people miserable. And that is why many people come to the church and leave the church because there is no peace. I am full of debt when I have no peace. My children are stubborn. My husband doesn't understand me. We don't pray together. We don't eat together. We don't sleep together. We don't talk together. Then we come to church and say, Praise God from whom all blessings flow. The Bible tells us that the curse of Satan is behind us. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of Satan. But where is the peace? Things are rough and the life of many people is war. But Paul said we are called overcomers. You can't have victories without having difficulties. I cannot bear it any longer. Even some Christians attempt to commit suicide. Why? Because there is no peace. Divorce is on its rampage. Why? Because there is no peace. Our children are on the street. Why? Because there is no peace. And then we blame it on Satan. Today, you will learn why there is no peace in our homes. You never have a great testimony without going in a few tests. But Lord, I don't understand. You promised me peace. I am a Christian. Where is that peace? There are two reasons why there is no peace in our homes. And I want you to listen to me very carefully. I am talking to you as family. This is not a sermon. One of the reasons why many Christians have no peace is because of your blood, your natural bloodline, your DNA. Listen to me very carefully. You may think that once you are a churchgoer, you have everything. You can be in a church and be lost. In your natural bloodline, there is a chronic disease, and that is why you are always at the hospital. In your natural bloodline, there is a disappointment, and that is why your marriage is ups and downs. In your natural bloodline, there is poverty. In your natural bloodline, there is demon possession. And that is why you sleep and someone is having an affair with you. You sleep and dogs are chasing you, and snakes are biting you. There is barrenness, and that is why all these years you have been looking for one baby that you can dedicate to God, but it is not forthcoming. So in the church, when you see that people that is irritated, they have soon become angry. It is not an attitude, it is, it is a DNA. 
If you see somebody in the church gossiping about people, it is an attitude which will take you from heaven. It is a DNA, and that DNA needs to be changed. In otherwise, you are wasting your time. Why are you not at peace with your sister? Is there somebody in this church, in your church, that you cannot sh shake his hand? I have news for you. Jesus will do you favor. Jesus will change your destiny. I will come your way with Where is the Promised Peace? Part 2. God bless you. Shall we pray? Father Almighty, we thank you for giving us this wonderful day. We thank you for giving us this wonderful insight. We pray that continue to give us more knowledge so that we can understand your word and we can do just as you want us to do. Amen. Thank you very much for staying with us. Once again, you can reach us on plus two three three two four four six seven three five two eight or zero two four four two three five zero one seven or email us at radio at vvu.edu.gh or through the postal address Adventist World Radio Ghana PO Box A five five nine five Adenta Greater Accra Region Ghana. We will expect your feedback. I believe today's magazine has been a blessing. May the good Lord's hand be in your life. Amen. Remember to tune in same time tomorrow. Bye for now. <laughs>